This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. What would you do if you found $185 million? You found it. It's yours. Free and clear to spend however you please. What would you do with it? Now, what if you were the government of San Francisco, a city with so many problems that money can fix? Of course you'd fight for it. We must move forward with my proposal. For $40 million for small sites. I hope that my colleagues will agree to allocate a portion of it. I will now recess the uh, board until, uh, for 10 minutes. San Francisco really found $415 million. That's the size of a property tax windfall that fell into the city's lap late last year. But by law, more than half had to go toward things like budget reserves and the transportation agency. $185 million is what was left over, and everyone seems to have their own ideas on how to spend it. A housing shortage, homelessness, underpaid teachers, the list just goes on. But as Supervisor Aaron Peskin says, this is more than just choosing which budget should get a boost. How we spend and allocate that money is really about what our fundamental values and priorities are. The Budget and Finance Committee begins talking about how to allocate the $185 million on Wednesday. Well, at least that's a plan. By the time you listen to this, the board and the mayor may have already struck a deal. But that wouldn't change the fact that this has really become a conversation about San Francisco's values as a city. Like most things in city government, the action's been going on behind closed doors since news of the windfall broke back in November. I'm Trisha Thadani. Today on San Francisco City Insider, 185 million reasons to fight. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors has to figure out how to spend a $185 million property tax windfall, and the Budget and Finance Committee is debating that starting this week. But before we dive into the competing proposals, let me give you a bit of background. There are three ballot measures that pass in San Francisco. In June, there was Prop C for universal child care education and Prop G to raise teacher salaries. And the one you probably remember best, Prop C in November. That's the one about taxing big businesses to raise money for homeless services. But none of these measures pass with a two-thirds vote, the margin they needed to avoid litigation. So the three are tied up in lawsuits, meaning the money is being collected, but not spent. Meanwhile, a portion of property taxes has long gone toward the Educational Revenue Augmentation Fund, ERAF for short, 
When there's more money in that fund than the state requires, the overflow goes back to the county to spend however it wants. In San Francisco, we have high property taxes and low student enrollment. So voila, excess ERAF. A group of supervisors have sponsored a proposal that divvies up the excess ERAF money as quote-unquote bridge funding for these three ballot measures. Basically, money for the causes until the actual money is freed up. The four are Aaron Peskin, Raphael Mandelman, Gordon Marr, and Sandra Lee Fewer. Here's Fewer talking about how to allocate the windfall. What does this um, proposal represent? It really represents the will of the people, what San Franciscans have said that is important to them. Their proposal includes a major chunk for homelessness and housing, and then other chunks for universal childcare, energy independence from PG&E, which is just a whole other thing, and the most controversial one, Prop G, for teacher salaries. Remember all that chanting? That was from the teachers' union. Long story short, the district started giving teachers raises last year before the Prop G money was secured. Mayor Breed warned the district against doing this, saying it was fiscally imprudent. And now the district doesn't have the money to continue the raises until Prop G funding is unlocked. So the district is fighting for the windfall. And so is the union. Meanwhile, London Breed is having none of it. Her plan? Spend the windfall all on homelessness and housing. Prop C. Here she is in her State of the City address on January 30th. Now I know there are other budget priorities, and they are important. But let's be clear. Every dollar we take away from what I've proposed is one fewer bed, one lost home, one more person on the streets. So this is where it really starts to become about politics. Some supervisors blame Breed for Prop C not getting the two-thirds vote it needed to avoid lawsuits. And they're wary of her desire to spend all the money on Prop C initiatives. They say she's just trying to make up for a political fumble, being against Prop C. Later in my office, I asked Peskin about this discrepancy. My friend, yes. on the record, yes. the irony of the fact that the mayor wants to spend it all on an initiative that she publicly opposed at the ballot is not lost on me. On and the record. To be honest, I was surprised he was saying this on the record. That was on the record. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, I can give you statistical proof that when the board and the mayor are on the same page, the voters respond. Had she been a flag-waving supporter of Proposition C, it would have gotten two-thirds. For the past few weeks, I've been asking supervisors how they view this money. Hillary Ronan says it's imperative to spend it on the teachers. Raphael Mandelman says it's an opportunity to fund things that the city hasn't had the chance to, like more drug treatment programs. Many members told me they're trying to make this go as smoothly as possible. They know it's not a good look for them to be sparring with each other and the mayor over something as shiny and nice as $185 million. Here's Aaron Peskin. I hope that uh, we will come to a consensus. I do not want us to look like the dysfunctional Congress and the Trump administration. I know all of us are mature enough to do that. The last thing they want, as one supervisor said, is for it to turn into a, quote, three-month show. Eventually, the mayor and the board will come to a compromise. But if it hasn't already happened, it could be a while. I mean, come on, it's 185 million bucks. Wouldn't you fight for it? 
Supervisor Raphael Mandelman's optimistic. Kind of. I think that we're going to resolve this. I mm -hmm. think that um, the mayor and the members of the Board of Supervisors are rational people who largely have similar values, and we're going to figure this out. I think this is going to be fine. That could be famous last words. I'm Trisha Thadani for San Francisco City Insider. City Insider is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like the show, please subscribe. Or better yet, tell a friend. Follow me on Twitter at, at Trisha Thadani. Support San Francisco City Insider and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>